My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about rebuilding the relationship with yourself. After a time of difficulty, trauma, um, sometimes it's just confusion or being drawn off the path. And a lot of times for many of us, it's coming from a childhood that was difficult, you know, whether we were bullied, um, whether there was abuse in the home, whether we were called too sensitive, you know, especially for my listeners, uh, my intuitive and sensitive listeners out there, I know you're going to resonate with that. And that's something Jillian talks a lot about. Um, and as you know, I do too. So today we're going to talk about how to kind of embark on that journey to self-love after, um, you know, a pattern in, in one's life that creates the feeling that maybe, maybe you don't want it. Maybe love is not safe. Maybe it's, um, maybe you don't deserve it or, or it's too, too hard. There's lots of reasons why we, we kind of shun it, but, um, Jillian's going to talk a little bit more about that today. Um, so welcome very much. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Jillian Routledge. Um, and, uh, how are you doing today? Really well. We've been, uh, we had a, a Zoom call today with a group of practitioners. So one of my missions, if you like, is to bring practitioners and people searching, those searching for some answers. And sometimes they don't even know what they're searching for together on a platform. So I, uh, this was run today and it went really, really well. So oh, that's nice. That's nice. So you felt like it, lots of synchronicity, lots of, lots of transformation happens today. That's, that's wonderful. I just talked briefly about stress and how to, how to, what, what to bring in just the simple things that we all know about. It's just a, a reminder to uh, do those things and, and readdress after the uh, period of overindulgence that we've had. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get back on track myself, but you know, and earlier in the year, it's like, I'm doing it. We're recovering from the pandemic and then the holiday hits and it's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. And so, so as you know, and that's a good um, kind of intro to what you do is to help people kind of re calibrate after a time of kind of getting off track a little bit, whether it's self-love or self-care or, you know, kind of feeling good about themselves. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do in Soul Journey and with your Awaken to Love method? Okay, so I look at when I'm working with, with people, there is a, a loose structure that we look at. So we look at six elements and the first three elements, the first element I look at is, is, is uh, my client's past. Because if we don't look at their past, often they can bring that into their current, uh, current relationships, current situation, unwittingly. And all the time that, that there's a holding on to the past, there's an expectation of the same results from that. You know, for example, if, some, if a woman has been cheated on in the past, there's almost like an, um, 
an expectation that that will happen again. And in my experience, more often than not, it does. And there's there's an unconsciousness to that. So it's about being becoming. And we've all heard of this: becoming more conscious of those unconscious patterns. Oh, thoughts. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I experienced that myself in my early dating years. It was just one after another, the same situation. It's like, what am I cursed? And realizing <laughs> that we're the common denominator is, is there's a lot of power in that. Not that it's our fault, but that, you know, we're creating whether it's conscious or not. Yeah. So it's super yeah. important to, to start looking at like what makes us be drawn to certain people or things and make certain choices. It's not always our, our, our spirits <laughs> conscious choice no, no. coming and, from other places. Right. Yeah. And what, what I've, I've learned and as you already know, is that when we, um, when we keep repeating those same patterns from and bringing our past into our current situation, that, that there's, a, there's a, a yearning, our soul is, is wanting to heal that. So by actually, rather than dwelling on the past, by looking at the past and healing the trauma from the past and, and releasing the, the stored emotion and stored memories, and we do that through various various ways of, of dialoguing, expressing up and out, releasing old frustrations, anger. And it's so beautiful to see the transformation that happens when, uh, when this releasing takes place. And to, and to come to a place of forgiveness, not just for the perpetrator, but for, your, for ourselves for having carried on where somebody else has left off. Because the, that old situation has long gone in the past, and yet there's been a holding on to that. And we you know, as, as see and hear so often that, uh, that there's a blaming of the other person. And all the time that there's this blaming um, uh, going on, yeah. there's, no, there's, there's little room for healing. Yeah, and it really keeps us in the place of the victim that can't mm. really do anything. And, and I like to talk about that, especially in recent years. Um, a lot of the conversation with, you know, more new thought healing or, or positive psychology is sometimes it can't go to the place of too positive, that toxic positivity. So at, at some point we have to grieve and be in that victim role and be in that space. Like we understand this has happened to us. It's painful, but I think and from my own experience and from my client's experience that I know, know of, there's a point in our lives when we realize we're just kind of keeping, we're holding on to it yeah. and, and we don't yeah. need to, and it's over, but yet we have a choice, either hold on to it or let go. And you had a beautiful, beautiful point just there. Um, when you said forgiving of the self is, is going to be the most important part of this process, especially yes. with this particular example. Yes. Because we, when we realize, oh yeah, we're, we're making choices and yes, something's happened to us and we are perpetrated upon and we did not have a conscious choice in that moment, but what we do with it is our choice. And I think that's, that's the part that's so empowering for people. And those, those of us that have delved into these, these skills, tools, whatever you want to call them, know about the, the, the process developed by a Hawaiian psychologist. So I'm, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank yes. you. And just repeating that over and over again really can make a, a huge difference. Yes. Um, from my personal experience, I've used it when there's been an upset with one of my, one of my daughters and 
from uh, just one experience last year when this happened, I went off and repeated this over and over and over again and walked back with my bike because I'd been trundling on my bike to release that that, uh, that angst I, I had. And I push, was pushing my bike up the driveway and my daughter came down to meet me and said, I'm so sorry, mummy. And this is, it's happened too many times for it to be a coincidence, mm. you know. Somehow, what if, what were the thoughts that we're thinking, the things that we're saying to ourselves are somehow going out into the ethers? Mm. And uh, there's many people that now get this and still the doubting mind will go, well, how can that happen? That's not, mm-hmm. that's not possible. <laughs> Some things, uh, magic is sometimes things science can't explain yet. I love that, that terminology. And yes, ho'oponopono is that the, the Hawaiian practice. So important. That's something I share with, with my clients as well and practice it myself. It's so simple and it's as simple as a mantra and, and just working it over and over again. Um, and you just brought up something I wanted to share. I had someone share with me that they, ha- they were estranged from their son for several years, at least five years. They had not talked to, talk to, to their son. Um, and she uh, did the ho'oponopono. I recommended just do it for at least 20 minutes, let the emotions flow until they shift. I think she said the next day he called her up and invited her over for Thanksgiving. Wow. (laughs) I was like, wow. You know, it's like, I know how it works for me, but that, that level of like shift was, was tremendous. So, so, you know, guys definitely uh, look that up and, you know, contact either one of us to learn more about that because it's very, very important to have a practice of forgiveness because when we're truly forgiving we're forgiving both the person that we're upset with and ourselves at the same time putting that yeah. love in in place of the anger and the conflict yes and the world and needs that so much right now. <laughs> it really does and it's just the simplicity of changing our focus i talk about it being like a radio dial you know we can tune into radio victim or we can tune into radio gratitude mm-hmm. you know, it's <laughs> that's another thing that's both simple and so empowering. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about what called you to this work? You know, I I mentioned earlier that you had shared you were highly sensitive as a child and you did share that there were some real challenges in your family and and even up into your your 20s. So can you share a little bit about the, you know, kind of bullet points of those hardships and and how it got you to be helping other people now? Okay, so one of the things that's springing to mind right now is uh, when I was a young mum and I had a daughter of two years old, one of seven years old, and I was struggling, really struggling with probably with depression. I didn't realise that even what it was, I was taught to be really strong and, and to put, up, put feelings to one side. And I'm sure there's many people listening that, that have done exactly the same. And I remember getting to a point where there was one situation in particular that I I talk about in my book is standing in the kitchen and looking at the kettle, then looking at the taps and switching my attention between the two. And I couldn't move to, to, to do that simple task of filling a kettle to make a cup of tea. And I realized that, that, Depression had really held me, was holding me in its grasp at that point. And I, 
then remember thinking, I need help. Who can help me? And I couldn't think of one person that I could call. And even if I could summon the energy to, to pick up a phone, I, I didn't know, I couldn't manage that either. So, and in that moment, I do remember clearly in that moment of contemplating, not being able to pick up the phone, there was something that came into my mind that said, if you get out of this, when you get out of this, I want to be the person to help other people, other women in the same situation. And we've heard it lots of times with practitioners, with therapists that uh, our ideal clients, the people that we work with, the versions of ourselves, of our younger self. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so here I am, having gone through wanting to, to end my life. And I, I guess uh, my soul, uh, God, the universe, whatever we, we, we name this, had a different, different idea for me, a different choice. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for those past experiences, good, bad, or, or indifferent, because without them, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be helping to change other people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we have so much in common. So interesting. <laughs> a, a couple of different things that you've shared, you know, on the show and then also before, you know, that moment, I had a very similar one at my rock bottom where my God, my spirit guides, my higher self, whoever it was, was like, you know, you can, you can either go this way and you can live a, in your calling and you can help people and love your life. Or you, if you go, if you continue down a certain path, you're going to be either dead or disabled, or there's going to be some serious problems. But yeah. if you, if you take it upon yourself to do this healing work, this amazing life is ahead of you. And, and sure enough, <laughs> it's been pretty amazing and very sweet yeah. and, and full of love. And I think yeah. that's important for anyone out there struggling and feel, you know, if you feel like you can't get through this muck, you know, maybe the muck, you know, what's the, the saying, no mud, no Lotus, um, it's an <laughs> Eastern saying, you know, and the Lotus yeah. flower is all about enlightenment and awakening and and being that compassionate, um, that compassionate soul on this planet. And, and so, you know, that's, that's what it is. No mud, no Lotus. We've got to go yeah. through the muck to understand it. Cause how can yeah. you help pull people out of the muck? If you don't understand the muck? No, no. And I remember one person that I, one lady I was, I worked with, she said, I, I come to you. I'm coming to you because I know, you know, how I feel. And she'd lost her husband. Mm. And how on earth could I know how she felt? And yet maybe she sensed that the emotions, were whatever situation we've been through, the emotions are the same. And there's something as you were talking, it reminded me of, of a dream. And I haven't spoken about this for a long, long time, a dream that I had when I was about um, 10 years old. And in this dream, I saw, and it was, you know, what those dreams or even nightmares where you wake up and you, you, you're still shaking. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so in this dream, I saw this box and on this box were two buttons and there was this voice and this booming voice saying, you can get being distracted by this phone. Can I just switch this off? I'm really sorry. Sure. 
this voice, like the voice of God even, said, you have two choices here. You can press one button and self-destruct. Or you can press the other button and you can rebuild the world. Now, the image I had was this box and complete rubble, rubble everywhere. A bit like the images that we see from the Ukraine. Mm. And what a cho- what Hobson's choice, you know, this. And, and yeah, and I think I've made both choices in my life. Mm-hmm. I've tried the self-destruct route. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm you gotta, not sure you gotta know the mark. <laughs> you gotta know what's up, what's in there. <laughs> get it. And I can't, we can't change the world. Of course we can't single-handedly, and yet we can drop that pebble in the pond and yeah. we can do our bit and make those connections with other like-minded souls and share what we've learned, share our story. And, and inspire others to make the simple changes that will make a profound difference in their life. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Inspiration is worth so much. I, especially in this day of, um, you know, everyone being so rushed for time, um, you know, prices are going up. Uh, there's, you know, still we see on TV and oh, I don't watch TV, but you know, just the general like acknowledgement of commercialism is still very much there. Like, the wealthy yeah. lux life and everything else. But then, you know, if you're walking around with all those material, wonderful things and you feel dead inside, what's the point, you know, whether, mm-hmm. whether you're living in a shack or in a mansion, it doesn't matter. But if you're, if you have that inspiration, if you have that access to beauty and to love and, and, the, and your heart is alive, I think you're, you're, you're on point with what you're talking about. You know, that's when life becomes something precious and we want to make memories and we want to, to remember how we've lived our lives and the choices that we've made. I call it the deathbed question. Like what, you know, when you're on, imagine when you're on your deathbed in the future and you're looking back on your life, what will you be glad that you did, you know, because oh. you made these memories, what will you be glad you said yes to, or you said no to, because you didn't either waste your time or you made a memory that you're so happy that you can relive over and over again. This is interesting. So I, I've got a, a process that I call the graveyard scene, which yeah. is probably a similar, yeah. similar yeah. thing. And it does incentivize, you know, as, as grim as it sounds, it does incentivize mm-hmm. to make a different choice. Yeah, it brings it, it into really, perspective. It does. Yeah. It really does. And to yeah. look back and do this sort of left hand, right hand path process where get people to look back being it from an being an old old lady or an old man to looking back um if they hadn't made those changes mm-hmm. and you know, it certainly does incentivize to, to yes it does it'll put a flame <laughs> under your butt sometimes it yeah. did for me a couple of times I'm like oh yeah, yeah don't want to I don't want to keep going with this <laughs> <laughs> well and and speaking of that so so when we're talking about, you know, a lot of the listeners out there are also entrepreneurs, um, possibly coaches, counselors, um, readers doing their thing. Um, and this is something I hear a lot, certainly something I've struggled with, um, is listening to ourselves when we're in the throes of our calling. So when we're doing it as a business, as a spiritual business to help others, you mentioned sometimes it can be challenging to trust yourself to stay on your course when other people have stronger opinions about what you should be doing with this work. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I, and it's very close to home often because 
although I can talk and share and inspire my clients and the people that I work with, um, I don't, and I, this came up recently, I don't talk to my family. My family don't know what I do. Mm. And um, it was not that long, maybe last year when I, I shared uh, um, with my brother about my book and he didn't even know this book was was started to be written 16 17 years ago and he didn't know that I'd written a book mm. <laughs> because I, it was it's it was personal to me in fact it wasn't meant to be a book it was just a cathartic outpouring and um yes I've yes a story um to share is when I started coaching when I started Doing this work, I started doing counseling course and then coaching course, and one thing led to another, and then training with Brandon Bays in the journey. And I remember my very first coaching client. He gave, and it, you can tell how long it would go. It was he gave, he wrote out a check for twenty five pounds, and I held this check up to my husband, and I was so proud. And I said, "Look, this is my first check um, for, for 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 coaching," and he said. Mm. And how many of those are you going to need to replace your nursing income? And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Raining on your parade. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> he loves me dearly and I love yes. him dearly. And it just, it creates a caution. Yeah. And yeah. I'm guessing yeah. that I'm not the only one out there that, that keeps their light under a bushel or keep silent about what they do for fear of being knocked down their ideas yeah. being crushed yeah absolutely yeah. no yeah. that makes total sense and um I definitely would love to offer you a reading I do with all my guests but we can take a look at that and okay. see kind of what's coming up this year about that Okay, great. What, you, what you can keep in mind because it is it is so important as I shuffle I'll kind of speak to that that spirit is our boss when we're doing work, healing work for people. And, you know, some people, yes, they will take it on and maybe the business aspect takes over a little bit. So it becomes more a money-making operation, which is fine. It needs to be a money-making operation because it's a business, you know, you need to pay your yeah. bills. However, yeah. there, the ways in which we are all wired to do that, to, to get, um, to get our message out there in the world are different. And I think, you know, some people will, will be more of, you know, video based or one-on-one -on -one based or group based or book uh, or podcasting. And, and I think we have to listen to our spirit guides, our, our higher power that says, this is what, this is your journey. And this is your mission on the planet. This is what we asked you to do. So yeah. you can't be trying to do something that someone else thinks, you know, this is going to be better for you. And also when you get the doubters. It's important to maintain that knowing that, no, I know I was called to do this. And if I could, I think for me, what it was, was if I could make it work in a nine to five job, then why couldn't I make it work for me? And it was, it was about valuing my work as much as say a lawyer values their work. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's hard for those in the spiritual or, you know, kind of positive is, psychology arts. Yes, and to trust that inner knowing, like you said, and to trust your gut intuition. And and sometimes it gets so strong that it, my teacher calls it a choiceless choice. 
It really is. It really is. I used to call myself a reluctant medium. I was like, I don't know that I want this, but it's amazing. And I love helping people, but it's hard socially. It can be very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I started this uh, public speaking course, you know, that was so challenging to, to learn the structure and what you should be doing and what hand gestures to use, the t- different types of tonality and where you looked and when you stopped and and where you walked on stage. And it was like, and I was questioning, like, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to stand on the stage. I don't want to speak for a living. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so I'm doing this. I'm doing this. There must be a reason. Exactly. And yeah. and it, you know, if it's not if it's not the ideal path or it's not a complete blessing, then there is, there is lessons to learn. So I figure sometimes when we are on a divine detour, um, if that is what it is, then it's simply like, well, we're supposed to learn something that will then add to our path later. We're picking up tools along the way, but a lot of times it is kind of funny, um, that the courage that's involved in speaking, and, and becoming visible. I wouldn't say speaking our truth because that's what we're good at. It's speaking our truth with visibility, you know, yes. as, 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 you know, it's even, even with NLP, it's a witchy process. It's, you know, it's kind of, I mean, I think one of the first books was called, um, what was it called? The Bandler book of magic. Uh, oh, something yes, about magic. Richard Bandler. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and so it's like, it is, it's, it's spell casting. It's definitely transformative, uh, transmuting energy inside of beings and changing people. Um, so, so it is kind of like woo woo. And I think standing firm in our, our woo woo-ness, like, yes, but it works and it works for me <laughs> and it's worked for all these people. So therefore it has value. And I have value on this planet because there's so many things that don't work that people yeah. pay so yeah. much money for, and it just doesn't work. So and I think and, also for you, this visibility thing is going to be a big thing to, to be acknowledged for your wisdom. And actually, strangely enough, if I hadn't have done this public speaking course, I wouldn't be speaking to you now. Oh, because wow. <laughs> the person that put me in touch with you, or put you in touch with me, however it, wor- it worked, I met on the public speaking course. Oh, I love that. Angela. Yeah. And, oh, lovely. Yeah, uh, yeah. lovely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful because yeah. And it is about, you know, sharing what, you know, because even just, you know, talking to you now, I can tell you have the energy of a healer and that's what you're all about is, is you've seen the muck, you've seen the darkness. And that is, um, you know, a very shamanic path to go and see it for yourself to be reborn and then to, yeah. to show other people that the way that they can also do it. And so I pulled a few cards for you here, um, in terms of you know, thinking about that visibility, shining your light brighter in the world, like you said, not hiding it under a bushel. Um, You definitely have some inner child stuff going on about that. And um, it's, it's really that when you say yes to opportunities that come your way, that challenge that inner child to step up and speak, speak out, that's going to be kind of your, your thing for a while. (laughs) It's, you're going to, it's like, there's no rest for, for you for a little while. I feel like it's going to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And every time you go, Oh, I don't know about that. That's, that means you should do it because okay. your, your instinct to stay safe. And, and, in in my work and my program that I teach, 
Um, it's, I teach about the intellect uh, being one half of the ego and the instinct being the other half. And so that means that we have this instinct to stay safe and comfortable, to not put ourselves in danger. And then the intellect is the one that overthinks the intuition. So we're either in one or the other or tend towards one or the other, depending on our personalities. And I would say for you, you're not a huge overthinker, but you definitely don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's true. Yes, that's true. I think that that stems back to childhood when if, if for anyone that's been in a, an abusive uh, childhood situation where it wasn't safe to express yeah. or to get angry because a parent was angry to the point of violence, then all you want is, is, is to stay safe and keep safe. And I remember it's at the, the age of seven, having this knowing that when I got married, I, I knew I was going to get married and have 2.2 children. And it's exactly what I've had. I've had two children and a miscarriage. Oh, so, wow. yeah. yeah. And, and my husband, and, and I knew that I would, I would be married to a kind, caring man and have a roof over my head and never have to worry about bills. I mean, it's not, it doesn't mean to say I haven't had, had some worries. That's life. And yeah, so, and that was a challenge in itself to, to go from a very unpredictable um, environment to one that's safe and nurturing and caring. It, it's, there's a huge adjustment in that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then to put yeah. yourself out there in the world as a coach and as a, as a healer, that's going to be helping people in a bigger way, not only with your books, but I feel like there's just a broader reach that you can have with your message. And you're definitely coming out of a time of finding balance between your head and your heart and kind of getting back into the original reason you started to do this. And, and maybe that was with the publishing of your book. I get the, this, the beloved, which is about getting back into that heart space and, and out of your head about it. So it's not so yeah. scrambly up there, but mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of different ways in the coming year that you can go with this, but as long as it, it helps your confidence and, and starts to boost that and reaffirms with every moment of what you're doing that, yes, I have what it takes to do this. I have what it takes to do this. I have what it takes to do this. It's like, um, then I get a picture of like a muscle being built and you're lifting this weight and then you start to get strong. So it's like, oh, that's super easy to go on a oh. podcast or to speak on a stage or to even have yeah. my own podcast or my own group where I speak to hundred people. Um, and I feel like it's, it's all, it's all coming in divine timing. So the challenge here I can see is sometimes there may be spaces where not a lot is going on and you might get in that doubt or depression. Does that still come up for you? Um, sometimes I, there hasn't been a, a space for a long time now where there's not been a lot going on. So. Okay, good. <laughs> so I, since embarking on this public speaking course, it's, it's as if I things have accelerated and it's and I can't see the connection and that there must be somewhere along the line. I don't know whether it was that commitment to take that that courageous step. Mm -hmm. And uh, and what happened was that uh, this agency, online agency that provides complementary therapy for people that are searching. Um, I got an email from them. I joined them. And since then, work has taken off big time. That's awesome. 
uh, which is so I've gone from like one client a week to to, to, to more than I can I can manage so it's a good I'm problem now, to have. <laughs> yeah, I'm now in a, this transition period and this is where the public speaking is going is helping to go from working on a one-to-one to working and reaching more people yeah and it's more serves, impact yeah it yeah. serves me because it, it it hopefully will will free up some of my time Although I'm not, I can't see that happening because we always fill our time with with other things, and and to be able to to put this work out there so that it's it, by being able to provide it to more than one person at a time, it's a lot more affordable. Yeah, yeah, and and sense. it breaks my heart to turn turn people away. And even today, I responded. There was a response, uh, and I looked in my inbox, and there was a, a number of people reaching out to me and I had to put I had to decline and say that I have and the the reason being I haven't got the time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's hard and I think Mm -hmm. that the the key in that is and this is something I also teach those who are you know stepping into their calling more when they're just beginning but also along the way to not overload ourselves with feeling like we have to save the world that because, you know, like you're over there in England, I'm over here in Orlando, Florida. There's, you know, I've been talking to women all over the country and all over the world, Israel, um, you know, we're, we're just stationed here and there and everywhere. And we might not be the loudest voice in the room, but we're, we're here. So I think you, you also mentioned the, the drop the pebble in the pond that wherever, you know, wherever people need to go, they will, they will find it as long as they, they desire that. And so that, that helps me anyway, to say, well, you know what? I can't, I can't be the one to help you now, but you will find the right person. And, and I've got to trust that again, spirit's the boss and it's not up to me, but I think that takes the, the difficulty out of, of feeling like it's on, on our shoulders, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. And the more, uh, for me, the last few years, the word collaboration has been very strong. Yeah. Collaborating and it's, and it's falling into place very much so end of last year and this and beginning of this year that's wonderful that's what is happening yeah yeah I can see for you like the the biggest obstacle is just kind of owning your purpose and shedding any part of you that you know is an illusion from the past um because it's the playing small thing you know that's kind of a you know cliche way to put it but it really is it's like any part of you that plays small it's not it doesn't have a room in your purpose it's it's not that you're going to um, your personality will change at all. You're still going to be kind and sweet and loving and gentle the way that you are, but that inner feeling of maybe I'm, maybe I'm not enough, or I don't have the right to speak up here is definitely falling away. So yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? And yeah, you said about playing small and a specific memory came up and this is what I work with, with my clients is, is that as we, we talk memories will come up and they're, they're coming up for a reason to, to, to be cleared. And this is what the one I have worked on. And it doesn't mean to say that there isn't more. There's always, there's, there always can be more. And one of the things was my mother was very much played the victim and, and played small. And I went down the route of feeling, maybe stepping into a little bit of arrogance and feeling like I was better than her or more together than her. And then realized that to be able to connect with her and build a relationship with her, I probably played small to do that mm, so that she, yeah. yeah 
so that and you could meet her vibration because if yeah, you yeah, if you yeah. were feeling powerful in your vibration it wouldn't match and you couldn't you couldn't mismatch yeah and and in counseling terms they call it mirroring yes. it, wouldn't it be better to to lift people up to lift others up and mirror each other absolutely and i yeah. think that's a good point it's harder when it's family especially yeah. if it's a parent because when you become you know when you step in your power especially as an adult or a young adult and they're not, it, it, the conversation is different. Like you can't commiserate in the same ways. You can't, you don't see the world in the same way anymore. So it creates a distance. And I think that can be challenging for a lot of yeah. people out there that are overcoming things like that, or, you know, doing their self-development work. And it ends up being an ancestral healing, you know, <laughs> journey because they're also helping to heal the patterns that they got from their parents. Yeah. And most people on this path will have come across, uh, cutting ties, cutting cords, ancestral ties. Yeah. And that's yeah. really powerful as well to, to just see where, and I've also heard as you probably have too, that, that, that any trauma can get passed down seven generations. Absolutely. Yeah. Even so, though, yeah, you can feel it in your body and you can have the same reactions, even though it makes no sense, <laughs> you know, to your own history or whatever. Yes, absolutely. It's very interesting. Yeah. But I just, I love the work that you're doing. I can, I can tell you're out there helping a lot of people and you're going to help even more. I look forward to hearing more about your book. You mentioned that you have a book coming out and it, the biggest challenges I see for you is just keeping, keeping it up, keep going, keep, uh, keep imagining what's next and, and receiving that instruction so that you can, you know, just be patient with yourself too, one step at a time and know that you're not going back. If there's, a, yes. you know, like I'm going forward, there's no going back. I'm, I'm at the point of no return is like the, the biggest message at the end of this, this card Thank reading you. here. You're yeah, at the point for me, of no return. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's about maintaining the energy. I used to get, have times where I needed to do something that I call dropping off the planet <laughs> and disappearing because I'd, yes. I, I was <laughs> in a place where I thought I could take on the world and then, then felt like it overwhelmed by everything that I've taken on. And now I make sure that I do the things that are going to recharge my batteries. Very important. You know, very, so very important. Meditating twice a day. Uh, doing a, I trained in something called ecstatic dance. So doing a dance in the morning to, to really boost that energy and, and feel enlivened. Yes. And yes. <laughs> yesterday because I live on the on the coast near the coast yesterday even though it was windy and blustery it was a beautiful sunny day and and walking along the beach and looking at the waves crashing on the shore so making wow. sure even though there's there's always a million and one things to be done making sure that those there's time for, yeah for what's for what's important my husband um talks about what's important over what's urgent Yes. I love that. That's a, and that's a beautiful way to end the show today to remind everyone to take those moments to, you know, whatever it is that, that gets you back in touch with yourself. It could be a quiet walk around your neighborhood, your neighborhood it could be a walk in the woods. It could be a walk on the beach meditation, um, a nice, nice cleansing bath. There's so many different ways to, to get in touch with your spirit, mind and body all at the same time and get back into alignment with with all the aspects of yourself and find that, that kind of axis of love. <laughs> so beautiful reminder. Thanks for being here today, Jillian. And if people would like to learn more about you, where can they find you? Okay. So 
At the moment, my website is www.gillianroutledge, so just my name, Gillian Routledge, R-O-U-T-L-E-D-G-E. And there is a platform being built where all of the podcasts and recordings from the sessions that I run on a Tuesday are going to be downloaded. So there's free access to all of these. So with your permission, we will put your this recording on, on the uh, on the platform. And that is um, Forces of Happiness. Oh, I love that. And somebody called Melinda and we're, we are collaborating together and uh, having a later this month, having a speaking event in Wales. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, very so cool. Really exciting. That, that sounds lovely. Yes, very, very good. So everyone go visit Jillian at her website, jillianroutledge.com. And thanks again for sharing your light today. It's been a lovely conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Molly. You're Thank welcome. You. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.